In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome into the Nod Pod, the No Off Days podcast. I'm Scott Smith. Chris Cato to my left. BK is in the booth. Uh, we've got a big show, man. I know th- I'm excited about this. I'm excited about our guest. I'm excited about the topics that we're going to discuss because we had a major story happening in the sports world locally here, uh, but it impacts all over uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, but I, I first have to uh, establish what I had for dinner tonight. Most Chris. importantly, and, uh, yeah. Uh, have you had the Chick-fil-A pimento cheese sandwich? No, and I won't. What? I don't like pimento you ha- cheese. I haven't even pitched it yet. I don't like pimento well, cheese. It wasn't there's like a ton of it. There's nothing you could say that would make me try it. Do you it. like cheese? I do. Okay, what's wrong with the pimento cheese? I just don't like the texture. I'm a texture <laughs> guy. Oh, man. The chicken sandwich Here, is perfect. Why, why do they put these things on it? Yeah. I don't need that. I don't know. It was it was phenomenal. I just okay. got to say it right out of the gates. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't planning on starting the <laughs> podcast with what I just ate, but I it's so good that I just felt like I have to repeat it. And, and Chick-fil-A's not even paying for that. So, uh, But, yeah, in addition to that, we, we've got some college football to get to, but I'm glad that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're here. I, I thought last week was a little bit – I was wondering if you were going to come back in on the weekend to face the music after yeah. kind of how that your team looked against uh, USF and Ray J. When a loss – when a win is a loss, right? That's how you – well, That's there's questions. There's yeah. some big questions. Maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, sure. I'm ready. Okay. I've got answers. Got, I'm waiting for Saban to call me because I've got answers. All right, let's bring in BK. You guys were both there. Did you guys hang out? Did you did you tailgate together? Did you um, so high five each other in the parking lot at least? There were so many people there. I never got to meet him. I did walk down toward his section at one point, but I think that was right before the monsoon hit and. Yeah, where'd you guys go for the monsoon? There was, well, we tried to sit in our seats and not leave, even though they were saying, get out of your seats. Uh, but we thought this is going to end any time now. You could look look over in one part of the horizon and see blue sky. And I said, I'm not getting out of these seats that no. I paid good money for, yeah. even though I was drenched. Every part, the, we were with a group of four. Three of them had ponchos on. <laughs> I did not have a poncho no. because I shredded mine like a Wolverine when I was trying to put it on. And so I was just drowning. But I thought this will end any minute. So eventually, yes, we did have to get up and leave the seats. And we were about, Brian, we were about to give up uh, and leave and leave the stadium. And then I saw a message that said the game will resume in 20 minutes. And I said, okay, we're good. I we can, can take 20 more minutes of this torrential downpour. You know, watching it on TV, though, I, I know once you guys got back to your seats and, you know, though you never left and the game resumed, they still didn't have the camera guys. So, yeah. like, ABC's coverage of it was, like, using just still shots and, like, way zoomed out. It was awful. It was so painful to watch. And I'm like, why is every, everybody's back well, except the camera operators? That actually made me feel better because usually when I do watch a game in person, I'm thinking, man, I should have just watched this at home because I could see the replays so much better. Yeah. But then I had friends texting me during the game saying, hey, can you tell me uh, wh- which quarterback does it look like is going in? Because I, we're just They're getting a wide like shot the, here. They're taking the all 22 from the end zone. I'm like, <laughs> what? This is – this is impossible to watch. Anyway, yeah. Right. But did you enjoy yourself, BK, at the game? Uh, yeah, I had a great time hanging out with the family, yeah. hanging out with the girls and stuff. But it felt like you was watching a little bit of a spring game almost. It wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't you know you just didn't have that excitement. At least I didn't. A lot of Bama fans though. I gotta a say, a lot of Bama fans. Hats off to Michael Kelly and USF because what better advertisement could they have asked for? A national audience. You've got a premier brand name program coming into your town and you take the game into the fourth quarter good on the bulls yeah right they they played well man that defense 
Take one Evans, huge yeah. game. Wow. They've taken some big steps as a program in just early part of the season. So hats off to Golish. I know he's not, he's never going to take a, you know, just, you know, what, what, did he, what did he say? A moral victory? The, no. The, he had another word for it, but, yeah, the, the moral victory, basically. I think he kind of likes it, though. If he were being honest with you, he'd say, yeah. We did, we did pretty well. Yeah. He's, in, he's probably encouraged for the future. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm encouraged by what we have on today's program, BK. Can you lay it out for us? I am excited about this. we got Hall of Famer Rondé Barber joining us. Yes. How about that? I, I'm tempted to say another Hall of Famer, but he's not just any, uh, right. any old Hall of Famer. But we have so. had a number on the podcast. We, we have. have. We have. Is there, do we know, is, have we been nominated for the podcast Hall of Fame yet? Uh, well, last week was episode 50. I think, I think the entry requirement is at least 51. So okay. we'll see how today goes. Yeah, right. so we get Rondé. We'll talk to him about He's got this documentary coming out uh, this week. Yeah. Kind of curious and see what that's about. And uh, just talk about what, what Canton was like with him. Because I mean, that was his speech. You called his speech. It was fantastic. Yeah. He's pretty gifted in mm-hmm. many things. And, uh, yeah, he's a gifted orator, great at, great at football. Right. Pretty good golfer, too. Man. Yeah. All right. Very good. And at the end of the show. End of the show, since kind of keeping with the Rondé theme and his brother Tiki. Wait, he has a brother? Yes. <laughs> Who's actually nominated for a Hall of Fame this week, too. That's he's awesome. won a, a semifinal. So, anyway. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm talk about, like, just start thinking about famous twins. Not necessarily human twins, maybe just twin <laughs> objects, twin, okay. you know, things like that. So I want your top three list. You got the whole show to think about it. Give oh me your boy. top three twins that you can come up top with. Top three twins. Those yes. would be triplets, wouldn't it? It would be, but <laughs> top two twins wouldn't last long enough. Mm. <laughs> so we need some time killer. Okay. All right. Would that work? You Very think good. that work? I, I, yeah, I love it. I love okay, it. Cool. Sounds good. I just, Thanks, I, I'm going to have to start thinking now. I'm, I'm, I can't even think of another set of twins. Think in pairs. That's okay. my advice Very to you. Very good. All right. All right. If, uh, if you are listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. Um, you know, kind of like a pimento chicken sandwich. It's, uh, this podcast is, is perfectly crispy. We've been deep-fried a little bit. Plenty of cheese. And uh, it's led by a couple of pickles here up on set. So please subscribe. <laughs> Fox13news.com slash nodpod. All right, so the big, the big stadium news coming down today that the Rays are indeed moving forward on a plan at long last to rebuild essentially on what is right around the corner from their existing Tropicana Field site down there at the gas plant, historic gas plant district in St. Pete. But that's the, they're staying there. They're not going across the bay. They're not going to Nashville or wherever. They're not going up to Montreal. They're actually going to stay uh, where essentially where they are right now. And it's going to be a 1.3 state of the art, uh, 1.3 billion state of the art stadium, uh, 30,000. Uh, attendance so it's going to be kind of like a boutique which mm-hmm. I think is the wave of, of the future right. probably away from these giant capacity stadiums a little bit more intimate you got a pavilion roof you got artificial turf which is not ideal but we get it you got operable windows and walls that will open up for the uh, two games a year that you can do that sliding patio yeah. door so yeah. I mean you saw the renderings yes are you jacked I'd be jacked if I were the artist that had to do all these renderings. That guy made some money. Yeah, yeah no, I'm jacked. It looks it looks awesome. It's state of the art. Now these things always don't end up looking exactly like the renderings and cost cutting sometimes comes into the picture when the budget balloons. But yeah, how could you not be excited? And for people that are listening to this that don't live in this area, they may not know how long this saga has 
drug out, dragged out over the years. Better part of two decades. Yeah. yeah. And it's been so, there have been so many stop and starts and so many, oh, we think we've got a deal, but we, you know, there was never a financing plan. And I think that's what is different this time, right? Is there's actually commitment from the county, Pinellas County in the city of St. Petersburg and the race have decided on how they're going to split up all this financing. Now, here's what I want to ask you. You having been at the announcement today and having been kind of deep in on this, I've heard a lot of, um, I, 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 I worry about doing the home run trot before the ball's out of the park. Of course. Okay, so. Because you've been here for five minutes. Yeah. Right? Well, I've heard, I've heard some people like the Rays president, uh, Brian Ald, couch things like, this quote we're pretty confident we're going to see this thing through and we're going to get the votes we need and so that's the part of the process that's ahead of us right is uh the, the plan uh, pinellas has to county, be voted on pinellas county commission and the city of st petersburg their councils in other words politicians have to make a vote on this thing and pass this so how where do you how do you process that? Do you From feel like what this they, is this is done done? No, I would not say it's done done. In fact, I you know I've kind of pushed back a little bit. I mean, I, I look, I don't want to, I don't want to nanny poo poo the whole thing. It's a big day. This is a triumphant day. It, it did feel like it was a victory parade in St. Pete today. But here's you got the you got the money, you got the vote, right? So these are things that I think we're still kind of early on in the process. We just kind of have the big picture sketched out, like you know. Hey, Pinellas County is going to come up with 600 mil. The Rays are going to come up with the 700 plus mil that it's going to take to finish it. But again, there's all kinds of things in, in terms of how does the financing work? You know, what control does the Rays organization have over the retail and the, you know, the kind of the the taxes and all that? How, how are the reimbursements being made here? Uh, so I think there are some, still some major questions, plenty of areas that I think could result in a hang up. Uh, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope they can move forward on this. But what I thought was pretty obvious when I was there today was there was no discussion of the greater Tampa Bay area, you mm -hmm. know, and that's where this is Tampa Bay's team. It was a lot of what it means to St. Pete, kind of the history of that area, uh, what it's going to do for the economy in St. Pete. And everybody was very excited about St. Pete. And obviously that's where the team would be located. But this is Tampa Bay's team, and the main reason that a lot of people say you got to move it to Hillsborough is because it's more centrally located, so that it appeals to more of your base race fans. They can get to it, and here's they talk about a destination. So yeah, by the looks of that, man, I mean that's 86 what million acres or whatever it is. You yeah, know? 86 <laughs> acres. Yeah, 86 acres. Mm -hmm. You got you got housing on there. You got residential shopping, units, restaurants. You got, all, you got yeah. everything yeah. you need, but. The, the the issue with baseball is not just creating a destination. Like you have to be able to pull in midweek baseball attendees. Yes. P there's 81 home games, so you have to be able to consistently bring people through those turnstiles on a Wednesday night, on a on a mm -hmm. Tuesday night. You know, and that's 6:40 in the afternoon. I'm telling you, there there is a um, I think there's a perceived mental block when it comes to the distance of of st pete for many people not that it's that difficult not that it's that far it's certainly you know it's not several hours for most people but there is this idea of a kind of this perceived 
block of that is just a difficult run. I don't want to have to be coming back at night. I don't want to have to find parking. I don't want to have to do all that. And and if it were downtown or somewhere centrally located, maybe people wouldn't have that mental hurdle. That that's where like perception is reality mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, I would say you know if you've been around here for five minutes, you realize that this has seen all kinds of different faces and iterations. I mean. It seemed like 10 minutes ago we were talking about them moving to Montreal, which was the dumbest plan I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I hated it from the very beginning, but, like, they tried to push it. They tried to make it seem like, yeah, no, everybody loves it. This is yeah. the thing. You know, you could this share your team with another yeah. city. You know, like, awful plan. And it finally, thankfully, went away by because of Major League Baseball. So I would just say, like, cautiously optimistic. Like, let's hope this is, the, this is what's going to happen. I mean, I'm personally one that thinks the Hillsborough County side would be better, but – Look, I don't know anything about the financing. Yeah, I don't know anything about building stadiums. So, if it's going to work in St. Pete, hey, I'm all on board for it. We, we the Rays need to be here. We want them to stay here. Right. Yeah. All right, on to college football. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now we'll set that up. Now we can. Oh, right. can I say real quick yes. why I wore my Red Hot Chili Peppers shirt today? Please do. I should have asked immediately. Oh, uh, you should have off the top of the show instead of sharing what you had for dinner. Uh, I wore this because let me get this right. Uh, in five years. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays fans that live on the Tampa side are going to have to drive over the bridge to downtown to the <laughs> new stadium. But they're going to have to decide if they do that. Is that like, I, I don't know that song. Under the Bridge? <laughs> Under, Under the bridge. bridge. Is it just because I couldn't stay I, on yeah, tune? I did, you didn't know it? Yeah, I was trying to follow. I thought you were going to say something about giving it away now. but Yeah, okay. over the bridge downtown to the no, new stadium. That's good. I don't know the lyrics to that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we should bring back the the ballad breakdowns. We should. That was my favorite segment. That, that was episode hated. eight, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we got some big college football games coming up this weekend. Um, what, what are your favorites? I know that we have a lot of top 25 matchups. And we got some new teams that are in the top 25, too, that kind of make give it a little bit more spice. But do you, uh, what's your favorite matchup of the weekend? Well, I'll take the easiest one, and I think it's the big showdown in South Bend, Indiana. It's yeah. Ohio State, Notre Dame. I mean, look at this. you got Ohio State ranked sixth, Notre Dame ninth. Um, the Irish are certainly more battle-tested here, right? Because they did go on the road to NC State two weeks ago. A pretty good NC State squad, and Notre Dame played really well. They beat them in convincing fashion by, I think, 21 points, the way it turned out at the end. And Ohio State hasn't really played anyone yet. Western Though, Kentucky? I was going to say. They that pummeled West, them. Western Kentucky has had one of the most prolific offenses the last couple of seasons, and Ohio State held them to 10 points. And that's why I think... Ohio State fans should be really encouraged because that's the only thing that has kept these Buckeyes from reaching national championships the last few years has been their defense. Their defense has let them down in big games. This defense looks different. They've allowed 20 points in three games, and I don't care who you're playing. That's pretty hard to do. So I think think this is going to be lower scoring because Notre Dame's defense is really good. I think it's going to be a battle in the trenches, and I think it's going to be a nail-biter. Oh, I love nail biting in trenches. Like if I could do both of those things. Here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Notre Dame. I'm gonna say Notre Dame. Uh, a little bit of a stunner at home. Oh, what's the what's the spread on that? Uh, Buckeyes by three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got I got the Irish at home. I, I, Sam Hartman. What, he has already over a thousand yards passing. Oh, he looks great in three yeah. games. No no picks, right? No picks. Yeah, like 13 touchdowns. So, um, 
I like their offense. I I haven't seen much of the Buckeyes, so I'm kind of going out here on a limb. But have you heard yeah, of Marvin look, Harrison Jr.? Yes, I have. Of okay, course. Um, but I think just kind of the the environment there in South Bend. This is a big time showdown. So this is finally, the, I think the uh, the big one that they get to knock off one of the big guys out of the Big Ten. So yeah, that's my hunch. Do you have a pick? What? Are you, um, yeah, I, I was actually going to take. Notre Dame too. Oh, <laughs> but so, so now that I means Ohio State's going to win. I think it's going to. I think Notre Dame's going to get it done. Um, I think for me, the game that I'm mostly uh, focused in on, as you might well assume, is the Colorado Oregon game. Um, oh, they got the Ducks. And yeah, I'm I'm a duck, and um, I'm scared, man. I'm scared. I I think Oregon is a is a better team. It certainly helps that Travis Hunter's not playing for the Buffaloes this weekend, but. Ah, it's in Eugene, so we got that going for us. We, us. Uh, but it's just, there's a lot of talk that happened. And you know, like the Deion Sanders, you're talking smack about me. I'm going to use that bulletin board material stuff. That's happening every week for yeah, this team. He right? finds the. Well, the guy that's actually said the most salacious things against them is Dan Lanning, the head coach of the Ducks. So, you know, which when they went to the big, going back to the big 12. 12. He said, "Yeah, I mean, what did they win anyway? It's no real loss to the Pac-12." Essentially. But he was that was he was talking about a program before Dion got there. Although we know Dion's still going to use that. Well, right? but it ha- no, he was talking about it. At, Dion was the coach when he made those those comments. Yeah, but he's saying you guys have never won anything here in the Pac-12. But yeah. that, but I think yeah. he just he assumed like we all assumed like uh, Colorado's not going to be there yet. But yeah. we didn't Whoops. realize. Yeah, he coming. Well, he brought his Louie, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about that game as as an Oregon fan. I think they might squeak it out, but well, well um, let me tell you two things. Yeah. First, you're a 21 point favorite. Okay, that, that means nothing. And look, this Buffalo team, this is going to run out eventually. They're they've got a few very good players, but they are thin. They've got no depth, and Bo Nix for Oregon is playing great. He has yeah. eight TDs, no interceptions, 77 percent completion through the first three games. I, but I saw them play uh, a Texas Tech team that they should have beaten soundly, and they barely won that game. I mean, so yeah. I'm just I'm, – I'm a little I'm, – I'm cautious. The fact that it's at home, they're going to get some juice. Um, yeah. I mean, I know you're trying to talk me off the ledge here, so I, I do appreciate that. How about your Bama-Ole Miss matchup? Can I uh, – well, <laughs> that's interesting because – we don't know what Alabama is this year, right? Who's their quarterback this week? Well, yeah, Nick Saban has said they're going back to Jalen Milrow. Okay. He, I think- he saw after the yeah. ineptness that we all witnessed in Tampa uh, that Jalen Milrow gives his offense the best. The problem, and Brian can weigh in, in on this as he want, if he wants, but this is the truth. It's not a quarterback issue. It's an offensive line issue. That offensive line is bad. These guys, we, we heard all preseason, this is going to be one of Saban's best O-lines ever. They're all – way over you know three thousand pounds they can't move they, they, they're, they're, 3, pounds. they're out of sync and when you've got and no offense to the bulls you know scrappy program but when you've got south florida living in your backfield five sacks eight tackles for loss you got problems yeah like it happened against texas and we just said well texas has a really good front seven well then it happens again against usf so that's why milrow gives you the best chance to win because because he can get out there of the scheme yeah so yeah lane kiffin comes to town let me give you one that i'm looking forward to on fox saturday 7 p.m i call it the tupac championship game the Pac-2 championship game. Yeah. This is Washington State and Oregon State. The, 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 two, the two orphans it's that next, were left. It's next year's championship. This is it. And so for the, a chance to get into the 12-team playoff. But remember, yes, the Beavers are going to save the Pac-12. But I'm serious, and, and this is 
these are two good teams. Yeah. And this is going to be a good game. Oregon State, Washington State. I don't know that we said that yet, but yeah. It, but it's in Pullman. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oregon State's look really good. And I don't want to pick against your – that's your playoff. That's my beefs. Darling. Yeah. You know? But uh, – Crazy things happen in Pullman, man. They do. So. And that Cam Ward, Washington State, has really good quarterback. Yeah. I didn't give my uh, my Ole Miss-Alabama prediction. Uh, okay. Hear okay, go ahead. I think Bama's going to crush him. I think I, they are. I, I just I, I feel like I, I feel like there was a little bit of mad scientisting going on last week uh, with Alabama and using the quarterbacks to try to figure out like what they have and who they are. I think if they had started Milrow in that game, I think they probably would have beat him pretty soundly. That's Gosh, just I, my hunch. I hope you're right. But, I'm not going to pick that one. And it's in Tuscaloosa. Come on, it ain't happening yeah. anyway. Just the same place the Texas game was. Um, yeah, but, you got any more? How about how about Florida State Clemson? It should be. Big. I mean, Clemson's just kind of fall, that. That could that could be why it's even more. You know, have your guard up because yeah. Clemson's kind of quietly. They're two and one. They obviously have the the tough loss, but um, yeah, I mean, this is huge for Florida State. I think they'll be up for it, but it's on the road and uh, winning in that environment. They're going to be jacked and looking to knock off one of the top five teams in the country. So. It's going to be good. It's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be close. But Jordan Travis, how healthy is he? A little bit of an arm injury this last week. I don't think Mike Norvell's too worried about it. Um, but I think that they're going to have – both teams are going to be at full attention. I think they best best they got. Because I think Florida State – it doesn't it doesn't matter if you, you hold on to all these ideas of what you're going to be as far as a playoff mm -hmm. team if you can't beat the team that has been holding down your conference you got to go through Clemson, yep. and this is the weekend to do that. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, uh, can we real m mention real quick, um, when you were in college, what kind of car did you drive? Uh, an 86 Nissan pickup. Okay. I think I drove a, was it 82 uh, t Toyota Tercel? Oh, I remember the Tercel. Yeah, yeah, it was lime green. Oh. Yeah, stick shift. I bet that it thing certainly good. wasn't a Rolls Royce. What is it? What is Shadour Sanders driving? No, he wants to drive a Rolls-Royce Cullinan. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady was asked about uh, his uh, – I mean, they, they have, like, this friendship, like this, you know. Yeah, they have a – Tom a, Brady is, uh, like, the mentor of Shadour Sanders. Right. As we've come to find out. He was on the Let's Go podcast, and so that he asked um, – Dion asked Tom, hey – would you let your kid drive a Rolls Royce? Would you Would you give him one as a gift? And Tom said he needs to spend time in the in the film room. That's yeah. what he needs to do. So like giving the hard lessons. I like that about Tom. More film, less cars, yeah. right? But, but Tom Brady probably drives. He's probably got a couple of those Rolls Royce. Well, Shador did point that out that he's yeah. seen Brady driving yeah. one. But Brady said that that was a rental. You know, pretty cool that you know Tom has taken Shador under his wing, and Shador mentioned that. You know, these are things he's heard from his dad, too. But when you hear it from someone like Tom Brady, it means a little more. I feel like um, Shadur is spoiled in many ways and uh, spoiled in and mentors is probably too. <laughs> he's like, I wish I had someone that was like a Hall of Famer that could kind of speak into my life and give me some guidance. Um, oh, how about Tom Brady, uh, yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time? Not my dad, right? Yeah. But Get yeah. him on text for me, exactly. Dad. And speaking so. of him possibly being spoiled, uh, he wanted this Rolls Royce, but he ha he has been seen driving a Mercedes Maybach. So okay, it, so that's probably so that's probably bad. Right? Be better, like slightly chunky. better than a Tercel. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Are we? Are you tired of the Dion thing yet, or where do you stand on that? Yeah, yeah, I think so a little bit. I'm kind of getting the Dion fatigue. Um, I'll probably be real sick of it after this weekend, but. 
I mean, I, I do respect what he's done there in terms of being able to turn a program around so quickly. So, I mean, I, I think it's legit what they're doing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just on every TV show. I, I think the whole, like, making every game, every situation into, like, doubters versus me, that gets a little bit exhausting. Yeah. But I think that that's why he's good, and that's why he's been a good player, and he's – been a good coach and it's because he uses kind of that the, the mental gymnastics that you sometimes have to put yourself through in order to get into that mind frame right yeah i i, I gotta say i'm a i'm getting a little tired of the constant dion but i get it because these tv ratings for the games the buffaloes have played they're the last game colorado state was a 10 p.m eastern kickoff yeah and it was fox's um i'm sorry that was ESPN. It was uh, ESPN's highest-rated game of the day. I had to dip out after the third quarter. I mean, it was a great game, but I was like, I got, I have to go to bed. The this week before that, it was on Fox, yeah. and it was Fox's 10th highest-rated college football game ever, and that was a noon kickoff. I mean, people and people that I know that are kind of fringe football fans are watching it. They're texting me about it. Yeah. Hey, are you watching? I'm like, what? You're watching Colorado? Why? So I, that is, you know, what he's brought there is real and everyone's like yeah, grabbing onto it and it is kind of what that's why these tv networks are clamoring over this because they've got big contracts with these conferences now to fill in the future and yeah they need a new they need to reach new eyeballs well you know we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the season like what that dion effect would look like and it's beyond what i anticipated for sure all right you ready for our guest is he a hall of famer he indeed is let's go Chris, our guest is the prototype, and he still has that new Hall of Fame smell mm. on him. I wish, I wish we could smell him in person, but he's joining us via Zoom. It is Bucks legend Rondé Bar, and no gold jacket. Where's the gold jacket, Rondé? Gold jacket is sitting in its closet <laughs> where it belongs. I only wear that special occasion. Not that you're not special, but <laughs> right. I, 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 hey, I saved you, that for. Did you get for that? Did, did you get that button fix though? That on button the jacket. Got fixed. Yeah, that button got fixed within like two seconds of me getting off stage, so it's ready. I got to put it on three times this week, so I apologize for not wearing it here. No, it's okay. I understand. Um, you probably don't want to take that to the to, to the dry cleaners anyway, right? I mean, you, someone yeah, exactly. needs to come to the house and, and clean that. Um, so take me back to that weekend. You had the the slipping on of the jacket. You had the the unveiling of the bust. You had the speech. What was what was the best memory from from Hall of Fame weekend? Um, they were all good, man. But uh, getting the jacket from my good friend and one-time coach Mike Tomlin on that that Friday uh, was was pretty special. Um, obviously, you know what's coming. You're in the Hall of Fame already. It's all pomp and circumstance and all and whatnot. But uh, the realization that it's real was that was that moment. Um, the speech was fun and good, being in that atmosphere and kind of overwhelming. To be honest with you, when I got up to the podium. But uh, to be there with John Lynch, my teammate, and Mike, my coach, and all my family and friends sitting in the audience, uh, kind of broadcasting out live to the world was was overwhelming. And uh, it was emotional, but it was very awesome. It's, to me, it was my favorite, favorite part of it. That dinner was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Well, your speech was fantastic and, and long overdue, and congratulations. Uh, let me ask you about the bust. I mean, wow, what a great job they did in making sure that you didn't look like Tiki or, or vice versa. <laughs> they captured every nuance. What is the bust process? Do they come to your home and take a mold of your head, or do you send off? Yeah. Some, how does that work? It's it's a longer process than you, than you might imagine. So um, on Sizing Saturday, which is during Super Bowl week, um, 
um, before uh, honors uh, um, at the, or I guess the day after honors, after uh, before the Super Bowl, you go and sit down with the the bus, the bus makers. Guy um, uh, Blair was uh, was my. There's two bus makers. My, I was working with Blair Buswell, and he sits down, puts a bunch of calipers around your head, and uh, gets initial measurements. And obviously, he works off pictures and you know, uh, old and new, cause he wants to kind of get you in the, in the, in the frame of your playing career. I'm obviously 12 years removed from that. Uh, and then about five months later, four months later, he invites you out to Utah where he lives and you go to his studio and you sit down for two days. I sat down for two days, about eight hours total. And, uh, you just have a literally sit there and have a conversation with him while he puts clay on, <laughs> on the, and, uh, it's a, it's daunting, you know, to sit there that long, but it's very fascinating to listen to him tell stories about all the guys that he's made bus for. Uh, so I actually enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, there's one more, um, you know, he sends you a picture and one more touch ups and whatnot about a month before you, the actual ceremony. And then, you know, you get to unveil it uh, on that stage. It's 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 a cool process. He was literally busting your chops. That's what was happening. Yeah, right and there. did you say exactly. his, his name is Blair Bustwell and he makes busts? Is that... Yeah, Buzzwell. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say he yeah. had no choice. He needs to change that. I, I heard a lot He's... of I heard a lot about the, the the big party in Canton that the Bucks threw. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that party didn't suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, my wife. Uh, and uh, uh, a lady from the Bucks uh, helped uh, helped her, but um, 450 people trying to put on a party for 450 people is like um, it's like doing a, a wedding times three. Uh, at least our wedding, our <laughs> wedding was only 150 people. Um, but yeah, we had two performers uh, uh, rented out this place uh, in in Canton. It's at Gervasi Winery. We rented out the distillery, which is where they um still their whiskey nice. and um we had a tent set up out back it was a beautiful setting our, our our party planner um that lives in canton helped put it on and had a great setting had a stage set up outside we had russ perform uh and then followed by CeeLo green oh. and it was it was it was as as uh, as entertaining and wild as you might expect um i i think everybody intended to leave around one and everybody left around three uh, a.m. Uh, so party. it was <laughs> it was a good party. Yeah, good. So now you've got uh, a documentary uh, prototype, yep. and it's a Wednesday premiere at the iconic Tampa Theater downtown. Have you have you seen the full thing? Did you get final approval on what was going to go out? I did not, but my wife did. She got a chance, to, and my daughter actually got got a chance to to preview it and see it. And I'm not sure if they saw the whole thing, but uh, they've seen the majority of it and. Stephen Lynch, who works for the Bucks, who I've done a lot of work with over the years, all the um, um, sort of promotions that we've done during the playoffs. He, he and I won an Emmy for the for the hype video before the Philadelphia playoff game, a local Emmy before the Philadelphia playoff game a couple of years ago. Uh, he's, he was he's a good friend, and I allowed him. <laughs> he'll appreciate me saying this. Uh, I allowed him to follow me for basically the whole process of this, um, from getting. Um, uh, once I got my knock from the that moment on, any important event or uh, you know some anything related to the hall, he was there with his camera, uh, and he he does a great job. Uh, it's going to look stylized. It's going to give me a or give y'all or everybody who watches it a real good indication of the process first of all. But then he took time to go back to my hometown in Roanoke. He went to 
Charlottesville, uh, talked to some coaches, some of some ex players and teammates of mine, uh, a lot of my family, uh, some of my friends, and put together a pretty heck of a documentary. What was unique? Why you were the the prototype at the nickel corner yeah. position and and kind of the 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 ground you were able to lay for other guys that came before you. It almost you know it would have been nice if they did this documentary a couple of years ago. You would have been a first yeah. ballot. People would have appreciated all that you did earlier on in the process. But man, what a cool to to know that you have your the guys that know you best um, sit there and and just talk about what you meant to them to the team to the to the game of football to the position I mean that's got to give you some warm feelings inside yeah that's uh I, I told him I asked him today actually I was at, at one buck and I asked him today I was like so are you worried is it good and he's like he looked at me and he's like it's not good it's great I was like okay <laughs> oh, you can say that to me because it's about me but yeah um I, I'm really I'm really excited and I, I know that a lot of my guys uh ex-teammates like Warren and, and and Brooks and Lynch and uh, a few others got a chance to be a part of it and um I'm looking forward to hearing what they what they have to say I mean I when I I sat down with them at the stadium uh and he and i just by ourselves sitting in the locker room uh there's a portion of it we sat in there for three and a half hours and it was basically him uh, asking me questions and i'll give him credit for digging in and finding a lot of the doing all this research but three and a half hours of talking about my life and career and um he, i think he captured it pretty well he's really good at what he does hmm. well you're still around the team obviously still in the tampa area what about those bucks right now as we sit here and tape this two and oh uh, you gotta like how this defense is looking Oh, how, how can you not? Um, I mean, we knew, at least I thought, that this team was going to be better than uh, what their expectations were. Um, you know, they still have a very talented roster. Uh, there's no doubt about it, especially on defense. Starts up front with Vita, and, uh, Shaq Barrett being back. He's, he's fully back, by the way. <laughs> he looked amazing in this game against Chicago. Uh, Joe Tryon, Shoinka is playing well. And I, I tell you, Levante David and Devin White look like they should look. Um, they are playing as good as any linebacker duo in the in the league right now. And then you had Antoine Winfield, who's been impactful, very impactful, in his first two games. Uh, and in Christian Isian, um, I, I was joking. I did a film session today about the Bucks, and I was like, I'm not ready to talk about Christian Isian, uh, but he's got two interceptions in his first two games. It's getting uh -oh. close. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he might be getting some of my praise, but um, yeah. And and then Baker's being Baker. I mean, people, I think, kind of neglected the type of gamer that baker is um i remember it and I've, I've spent some time with him and he loves the style of play that this offense is, is giving him and, and dave's uh canalis is really doing a good job you know bringing it out at him um he's made some amazing plays i mean that diving uh five yard completion or whatever it was the other day was uh, it should be a highlight and uh not enough people are talking about how well he's playing yeah and i don't know how much we should be surprised by it given where dave canales came from but they do remind me a little bit of the seahawks and what they were able to do last year simply by you know honestly taking care of the football i mean how much of a difference it can make for time of possession and what your offense is able to accomplish and keep your defense fresh when you just take right. care of the football Right. That and, uh, uh, you know, the offensive line has only allowed one sack. I mean, a lot of that's because of the yeah. you know, creativity that Baker's bringing to the position. Um, but it, look, they focused on running the football, even if it's not producing huge numbers. You know, it, it, it sets up everything else in their offense. And uh, I think Dave is sticking to his guns. And it, it, again, it helps that the defense is playing well uh, because they, they 
obviously could have scored a lot more points. That game was closer last week than it should have been. And this will be a much bigger and uh, true test of where they are uh, against Philly on Monday night. But yeah. I mean, you, you, if you ask anybody at this point, uh, yeah, or in, anybody where this team would be at this point a month and a half ago, they would not have said two and out. And uh, I, I think everybody sh- is going to be surprised at how good this team plays. I think this whole year. Yeah, guilty. I mean, I didn't know they'd get to one and zero, but uh, here they are. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you about this one, the next one coming up, because you said you know big game. It's obviously Monday night, uh, so a chance yeah. to get to three and zero, two undefeated teams. But you are going to be there. And this is sure. your opportunity to 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 kind of stand in the adulation of the home crowd as they honor you, the Hall of Famer, and it's in front of some Philadelphia Eagle fans too, no less. I mean, it's just chef's kiss, right? Right. That's uh, they must be sick of me antagonizing them. <laughs> I mean, they probably were years and years ago, um, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be a, a couple of booze sprinkled in there as well, but. Hopefully they appreciate the career and not so much that I I, I ruined some of their childhoods with that with that interception uh, 21 years ago. Well, Brian um, Brian yeah. Ford will usher all those boos quickly out of the stadium. Right, 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 right exactly. Um, but yeah, this is the 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 triumphant. I get I got my jacket, I got my bust, and now I get my Super Bowl ring. Uh, Jim Porter, the president of the Hall of Fame, will be here. Uh, a lot of family, a lot of friends. Um, so. This party keeps on going, Scott. It just just never stops, dude. Well, speaking of parties, can I go back to something you said in the Hall of Fame speech? I, I hadn't heard this before, but you you referenced a, a Rat Pack, a Rat Pack yeah. in Tampa with you, Allstott, Lynch, and Juravicious. Now, you said you wouldn't share stories during your speech. Uh, I'm going to try to pull one out of you. Was there some lounge singing involved? What was going on? <laughs> Yeah, there you could call it that. Let's just say that. There's some lounging. Uh and by lounge singing you mean standing on top of bars singing God bless America. That was oh, John. Oh, there you go. Where was social yeah, media yeah. back then? Man. Right. Thank God there was no social media back then. But we, we, we ran pretty good and it was uh it was fun. We we played very hard. We we party hard at times too. Well, he is, uh, he is a Hall of Famer, much deserved. He is now also a, a cinematic star as of this week. He's a prototype. He is the prototype. He is the great Rondé Barber, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Rondé. Congratulations on everything. Appreciate it, guys. Rondé Barber, one of the great dudes. We appreciate his time. Let's bring in BK from the booth. And, uh, man, that, uh, that party in Canton, I bet that was something else. God, wouldn't C- you love to have been there? CeeLo Green. Yeah, and Rust. Did you see Rust at a distillery? I mean, yeah. I, need, I need a friend who's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I need. Well, if you hitch your wagons to somebody that you think has some promise right now, you might get the invite in 20 years. Or I just need a twin, a really successful twin. <laughs> there yeah, you go. You do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, BK, you kind of teased it off the yeah. top. <clears throat> Keeping with the Rondé thing and the Tiki Barber, the famous twins, I think yes. they're only twins in the NFL history. I don't know. I could be wrong with that. There have been seven sets. In the really? NFL. Yeah. In the NFL, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Name one. Beside the Barbers. Saul it, and somebody, John and Saul, someone in the 1960s. Them. There have been a few. What did they wow. play? What positions, you know? They played football. <laughs> Scott, they were tough. Back then, they the position was position. football. <laughs> they were like Travis Hunter. They yeah. played both ways. Yeah, right. Um, all right, so, so we're going to be just, listening yeah, to twins. Give me your three favorite twins. And they don't have to be people. They can be twin objects, twin whatever you want to do. I didn't. Okay. Didn't have much time to come up with something, so maybe this is the best I can do. Do you want me to lead off, or do you oh, want to lead? Please, because okay. I have Go a ahead, list, Scott. so I don't want to step on any oh, of yours. Well, if you, I barely could come up with my list. 
Uh, I'm gonna say um, the Bee Gees. You know, so we got we got Robin and Maurice Gibb. Uh, they twins, born 35 minutes apart. Um, I think it's incredible that you'd have two people that would have such high vocal range. Um, so I think that that obviously is number three in my list. Wow. Okay. How did I miss that on my yeah. list? Of, I've got like of Bee Gees? eight sets of twins here, and I didn't get the Bee Gees. Okay. Good. Did That's you get Did you get this one? My second favorite set of twins. Number two is Jose Canseco and his brother oh, Ozzy Canseco. Yeah. You you couldn't tell them apart. I mean they they look they are identical. Jose was You more can only tell up. them apart when they start playing baseball. Because yeah. <laughs> Ozzy never had a home run in the big leagues. He played a couple of years. It's like Jose had all the I wonder how Jose had all that ability. I don't Do you know. Think he was doing it was all special? natural, like, I'm sure. <laughs> they were both huge, though. So whatever, yeah. you know, someone was doing it wrong. Um, but, yeah, so I got the, the Canseco brothers. That's good. The first time I realized that Jose Canseco, when I was young, I realized he's a twin. I was like, my mind was blown. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, and he looks just like him. And, really and at twins. that time, it was like Canseco was, you know, he was at the top of the mountain. Yeah, man. The Bash he was brothers, the guy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I thought Mark McGuire was his twin, but no, it's not. <laughs> uh, and then my number one twin is um, – is Kirby Puckett, obviously. Oh. I mean, that goes without saying, right? One of the greatest hitters in baseball history. It would be nice if the Twins actually would start drafting some more Twins. That would be appropriate. But, yeah, my number one twin, Kirby that, Puckett. That was you took one on my list. Good. I Actually, I thought I should put two because it's the Twins, so I had Kirby Puckett and Burt Blylevin. Oh, see? <laughs> be home Blylevin? I would have, I would again, Kent Herbeck after after Kirby. They look they look similar. All right, so I'll replace one that was on my list here. Um, best Twins of all time. Some honorable mentions first. Hey, Brian, let me ask you. Are you doing a list, Brian? Uh, yes. Okay. I got one. I don't I don't want to name my um, – I don't want to name honorable okay. mentions that are on your you list. So let mine. me go. I'm going to replace. You, he says you won't have his. I, okay. Don't worry. All right. I'm going to replace Kirby Puckett and Burt Blylevin with these twins. Uh, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. The Winklevoss twins. Oh, Facebook. They actually invented Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg stole it from them. So I think <clears> we owe a lot of respect to the Winklevoss twins who are now. Uh, are you sure? It's, is it Winklevoss or is it Winklevoss? It's. <laughs> I say Winklevoss. I think it's I think it's Winkle Winklevoss. Um, anyway, they're big into crypto now, so <laughs> that shouldn't surprise anyone. Should someone go steal steal from them? <laughs> <laughs> just follow what the Winklevoss twins are doing and just copy whatever they do. Take Everything they say is smart and valuable. Uh, number two on my list here, I'm going mythical. I'm going a little Roman mythology. I'm going with Romulus and Remus. Romulus being the mythical founder of the city of Rome. And, of course, okay. we've talked on this podcast before about my Roman ancestry. That's why I felt it. Cato the Younger. Yeah, Cato the Elder, Cato the Younger. That's why I felt it necessary to put them on this list. But I like them because, well, their father was Mars, the god of war. So, you know, angry, warlike lineage. Uh, they get abandoned by their, their mom because the the king who's been dispersed, who's been cast off the throne, is he hears of their royal heritage, and he's coming to kill them. So their mom abandons them, and they get raised by a wolf, Scott. They, yeah. they nourish themselves off of a wolf's milk. Okay. And you so, don't need any more details no, than that. I have That's more. Good. I have more. So anyway, what Do always happens— Do you think happens? the wolf knew that they were twins, or was he 
thoroughly confused. <laughs> Wolves aren't like known for being super smart, right? Or super kind to little babies. Yeah, but but this is mythology. So anyway, they grow up, and of course they decide to found Rome because hey, it wasn't built in a day. It's going to take a while to sure. build this. They get in a big disagreement over what hill to build it on, and then what always happens in these stories: one twin kills the other. Romulus kills Remus, and uh, and then he gets to sit on the throne. That's my number two twins. Okay. Did you right. like that? That wow. was quite the buildup for number two. Can we uh, quickly do number one? <laughs> sure. Number one's easy. It's the best twins. You've met these twins before. I'm proud to introduce them. It is a Twix bar. Hey! The perfect twins. The best twins ever made. They are identical, and we get to share one now as we uh, oh, listen wait, to Brian's you're gonna list. Share, you're yeah. going to share one with me? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Even though you're not my twin. That's good. But look at this. Do you want left twin or right twin? Uh, give me the guy at the right. Right. Okay. Closer to Reach me. your little paw over oh, there. Oh. There you go. Right, best twin. See, perfect. Wow. No, no human. Kato can bearing gifts. No wow. human body could create a twin like this. All right. I Let's love Kato's stories, man. <laughs> Kato, you get a, you get so involved. That's great. Yeah, you knew about the wolf's milk, didn't you? How much time did you spend on Roman mythology? Well, he was late today coming to yeah, work. That might have been it. I know all about the. Um, I know all about things that I shouldn't know about. Yeah. Okay, BK, let's hear it. Okay, my first one has got a little bit of mythology to it. It's Gemini, not the constellation, oh. the Gemini. The gladiator. No, no. The, no. Oh, good one. <laughs> the NASA program, okay? The NASA is mm -hmm. the bridge between getting men in space and getting men to the moon, right? So this is putting guys up in space for a long period of time. And the reason it was called Gemini, it was the first space capsule that had two people in it. Named oh. after the twins constellation. That's pretty cool, I thought. Okay. Can okay. I put it back to mythology? You yeah. Know, you know how those twins became Gemini? They did something in Rome to yep, Cato? Ca Castor and Pollux. They were twins. They were uh, conceived uh, when Zeus turned into a swan and um, conceived with Leda. They, she had Castor and Pollux, and they later became immortal and became Gemini. Awesome. So there you go. Nice. You, you, need, a, you need a better <laughs> hobby. You do. <laughs> For sure. Right. Number two is almost like a candy type thing, but it was my favorite thing I ever saw in the lunchbox when I was a kid. It's those Nutty Buddies. You know oh, what yeah. those things? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a wafer thing. It's about a half foot long, and you didn't get one, but you got two of them in there. Gave you enough sugar to keep you just jacked up the rest Wait, of the day. Nutty Buddy. Yep. Yeah. Is that different than the Nutter Butter? Different. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Nutty Buddy is a little Debbie. It's a little oh, wait, I think I don't. It's that yeah. chocolate wafer okay. that's got, mm -hmm. yeah. I've dude, got this nice cellophane wrap. If you want a treat, what you do is you put a box of those in the fridge, you chill them, you take them out in the morning, and you smear some peanut butter on those <laughs> bad boys. And then you've got yourself a Nutty little. Nutty buddy with some extra buddy? Yeah. <laughs> those things are good. <laughs> these tips, man. You know, a Nutty buddy is probably a lot like a Twix bar. It is. It's very yeah, similar. But There's no caramel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's about much bigger about 500 calories more too bigger all right you're, okay you're my number one, number one is my probably my second favorite band okay, okay. oh Aero not Smith. the thompson twins uh, aerosmith aerosmith steve tyler joe perry the toxic twins got that nickname in the 70s because they started to kind of dabble in some substances both to on and off toxic. the stage yeah. mm. and but they've written almost every song of the aerosmith collection mm. and They've been sober on and off, I guess, for three, 30 years. So, but Toxic Twins, that name stuck with them. And later their relationship became toxic. A little it? bit, yeah. yeah. 
But they're together. They're I didn't to know. Tampa I love Aerosmith. I didn't know that they were called that. I yeah, the Toxic that. Twins. Yeah. I'm getting fights a lot of times, but uh, and when they they separated for a bit, and the music wasn't the same, so they had to get back together. Yeah, but yeah. Be in Tampa you, uh, in October next. Well, that that is crazy and amazing. Both yeah. of those things. I think you kind of stretched the limits of this segment there, BK. Why? You didn't give us an actual twin. I you didn't give off. us a legitimate twin. I did the twins, but the twins didn't, just because of their logo, is pretty cool. Because the word win is underlined. That's why yeah. I like that. That is cool. The twin spires at, at uh, Churchill Downs. That's famous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Then Rocco Baldelli. I don't know if you heard this. Rocco Baldelli, his wife this week had twins. Oh, sort of Minnesota manager. All right, yeah, Rocco. Really dedicated he should to name the job, his kids uh, Rocco and uh, Romulus. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. What's the other one? Romulus and Remus. Romulus and Remus. <laughs> Hand them off to the wolf nanny. I think so. That's appropriate. All right. Well, we appreciate Thanks, um, our very famous twin that joined us on today's program. Yes. Uh, Rondé Barber. Um, and again, if you would like to subscribe to future episodes of this here podcast, have it sent directly to your phone uh, when it goes online. Uh, you can head to fox13news.com slash nodpod. We have a QR code on the screen. Uh, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that. So much thanks to our guests, plus our uh, crew, Chris, BK, and um, and thank you for candy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Twin. Always good. twins. Yeah. Always twins. Just... When you brought that out of the bag, I was expecting something bigger and better, but <laughs> you know what? I'll always take candy. I appreciate oh. it. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. Oh, we forgot about the Property Brothers. They're twins. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Do they love it or list it? Is that? Well, I don't know. No, that's. Oh, that I think it's called the Property Brothers. <laughs> gotcha.